back to Standing Tall Podcast. If you're listening to this, it's 2021, and I know that because we're recording it <laughs> on January 1st, 2021. Uh, we have a guest. He's not going to say anything. He's just in the room. So if you hear any weird laughs or giggles, it's not John, because you can never hear John anyways. Got a new mic. My parents got me it new microphone for this so shout out to them very thankful and grateful for that we hope everyone had a good christmas don't you john yeah we certainly do <laughs> and i had a good christmas as well good that's exciting <laughs> that's exciting stuff so since it's 2021 now that just means all of our problems will be gone right that is that, over isn't that what everyone thinks that's what happens with the new calendar <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so, I want to make you guys laugh first, so I'm going to tell this story of when I played football. So, I was a JV quarterback. If you don't know what JV means, it means I wasn't good enough. Just the not good people. Yeah, I played on Monday nights in high school instead of Friday nights, but I was still like the greatest JV quarterback my high school's ever seen, is what I tell people. So, I'm in this game. I hand the ball off to the running back. He fumbles it. I jump on it. He jumps on it. The guy on another team jumps on it. And then the rest of the team jumps on us. <laughs> so I'm at the bottom of this dog pile. And I can like kind of see it's pretty dark with 20 guys just on top of you. That sounds horrible. But um, it's football. So that's why. <laughs> okay. So I can see the ball in my teammate's arms and the guy on the other team was like slowly pulling it towards him and like the ref couldn't see who had the ball yet so I was worried that they were going to get the ball so he's like slowly pulling it towards him so I keep my hand on the ball to try to keep it in my teammate's arms but he's still pulling it so I'm like I gotta do something or it's gonna be like a turnover so I start like pinching and scratching and just punching this guy to try to make him stop like grabbing the ball but sure enough, he just keeps slowly pulling it towards him. And the ref was almost done clearing everyone off. So he could see like who had the ball at the end. So I was like, okay, this is a long shot, but like here goes nothing. So I stick my finger underneath his like jersey into his armpit. And I like tried to tickle him and don't <laughs> let him go. Did it work? It did not work, actually. They got the ball and I was very sad, but I could hang my head high knowing that I tried everything, even tickling. You literally emasculated the whole game because you didn't get the ball back. <laughs> I know. So, maybe that was funny. I don't know. I hope so. So, my and John's resolutions for this upcoming year. Uh, we're going to talk about resolutions and our quiet times in today's podcast. My resolution, this was funny. I was with some friends yesterday, and we were all writing down our resolutions, and I put, I wanted to read 21 books, and they're like, that's a really odd, specific number, and I was like, oh yeah, I just want to read like one every two weeks, and they're like, you know, 21 times two isn't 52, and I was like, oh dang, <laughs> oh dang, you're right, so I'm really dumb. So I actually, <laughs> yeah, so I don't even know what my new goal is. I should probably just keep it 21 just because. So what's your 
goals resolutions down. I have two goals. I would like to stop hitting my head on doorways, and I want to be able to do a pull-up by the end of the year. And those are my only goals. <laughs> the doorway is a reference to his height. Once again, we are called standing tall, not standing average. We are massive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, John's going to read some scripture for us. Uh, stand for the reading of God's word. Of course, unless you were driving, because I've said this before, it's just a terrible idea to stand while driving. Or you can pause and pull over. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's whatever. So, John's about to read this. So, the scripture we want to read before we go over what we're going to talk about today and resolutions and different kind of stuff regarding that is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Which is, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And so what we want to talk about today, uh, from a broad sense, is as we look at the new year, um, how we can use resolutions or maybe just a fresh start in our minds um, to kind of help cultivate the best kind of environment for the new creation that God has created, um, for that to flourish and to help put to death what Christ has put to death and maybe um, get rid of some temptations and, and sin problems that we've had in the past. Yeah, I read a book called To Hell with the Hustle back in like the summer quarantine time and uh, it just taught a lot about not having goals and more just incorporating like and becoming the person that you want to be. So like not like I'm going to read 26 books of the year. Uh, instead, say, like, I'm going to be the kind of person that reads, like, more. So it's less about having goals and more about just a daily way of living. Like I said, like, what kind of person do you want to be? So instead of having direct goals, like, I want to do this, I want to do that, lose weight, be a person that says, I am going to be the kind of person that, exercises and eats better yeah because one of the things it talked about in that book like so one of the things that it, one of the examples it gave was like running and if your goal is to run a 5k then you're going to run that 5k and you're like okay what do i do now but if your goal is to become a runner then that that lasts after you hit certain milestones so the goal is more of the change um not really of it's not really about what you can achieve, but, but more of who you become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever goals you have for this year, like goals are okay. I'm not against goals or anything. But whatever goals you do have, whatever resolutions you do have for this year, uh, just make it a daily way of living rather than an end goal. For sure. I think you'll definitely see fruit from that. Uh, we're going to also talk about our quiet times. This is a request, so we'll get into that. First, I want to ask a question. What's more important, reading your Bible or praying? Give me a second to think about that. Um, and now I'm going to ask, what's more important, breathing in or breathing out? Ooh. I think that's deep. Thoughts? <laughs> well, it's like it's kind of the idea that you can't have one without the other. We're meant to complement one another. You know, God's Word is meant so we can cultivate that and meditate on it. Um, I don't think one is useful if the other isn't doing that as well. Mm -hmm. Now the same thing with reading in and reading out. Um, 
they're only useful if you have a control group. Yeah, for sure. Um, the word is how God speaks to us, and then praying, obviously, is how we speak to God. So, in like a routine sense, like doing it every day, uh, we don't just want to do it to be done. Like I remember last year, um, I did the Bible in a year plan, and it wasn't even that bad. Like it wasn't that much reading, just like a few, several chapters a day. Uh, like at some point, especially the books that didn't just grab my attention the whole time, I was just... It was just like more like a checklist kind of thing, like marking off boxes. Okay, I did these chapters today. Like I'm finished. That's just not how we gain wisdom and just know God better and more personally. Uh, we need to actively seek God and to know Him more each day. Um, one tip that I heard, I think John told me, but I think he found it from somewhere else. If you have to choose between eating breakfast before you start your day and spending time with the Lord, prioritize spending time with him because being fed spiritually is just way more important than being physically fed. And I think, you know, that decision also kind of looks into, um, you know, what our souls find important and what we value as, you know, good food. Um, if I go to work and I'm a little hungry, that's one thing, but if I go to work and I'm not sober-minded, that could do much more damage, I feel like, than, you know, being a little hungry in the shower before So just kind of that idea of prioritizing what kind of bread you find valuable, not to do some kind of weird metaphor with you know, the bread of the word, but um, you know, what's going to have more of a positive effect on how you treat other people. Yeah, and I've said this before, uh, this little story about how uh, like I have been reading my Bible in the mornings, and then I went hunting like really early. It was like before the sunrise, and I didn't read my word because I was like, "Oh, it's early. I'm not gonna like interact with anyone. I'm just gonna get in my tree stand and hopefully shoot a deer." But as I got in the stand, like I was just more anxious than I normally am, and just thinking, and I just felt not fed spiritually. And that is honestly, I want to be the kind of person. See, I'm not saying goal. I want to be the kind of person that. Uh, just reads his word in the morning no matter what. Like, I can't imagine, um, like, how I would be around people if I didn't read my word, like, before interacting with other people, considering how it, like, affected me when I was just by myself. So, definitely getting that fresh start is very important. One of the things we want to talk about, too, is the mentality that we go into a quiet time and how we see that quiet time with God. Um, a lot of us see it, like Doug said, uh, certainly something me and Emma both struggled with, as a checklist or, a, you know, let me do this so that I can feel better. And that's certainly good, but um, it's not to gain moral points, if that makes sense. Um, God isn't looking for us to do that so he can save us, to, so he can like us any better. Um, it's for our benefit that we do this, and so we want to kind of ask, you know, as you look at your quiet time and how you see it, maybe the night before, as you're looking at the next morning, or when your alarm goes off, is it a gathering of souls that are in love with each other, or a meeting of peers? Uh, do you go into it thinking, you know, um, man, 
and I hope that I have to say that God gets across, or are you just joyful to be with the Lord? I was watching a uh, Paul Washer sermon, um, which is one of my more frequent tendencies, and uh, he was talking about, you know, uh, there's this passage where Jesus goes off to pray before the sunrise, I think, or just before the sunrise, he would go off and pray, um, and he would pray often to the Lord. And Paul Washer was addressing the question that many people have, which is, you know, if Jesus was God, why did he need to pray? Didn't he already know everything? And the point that Washer brought up was, you know, is it possible that he just liked being with God? And is it possible that he just enjoyed talking to the Father? Um, and I think, you know, we don't have to come to our quiet time with a goal or, you know, anything specific in mind or you know, come out of it saying, you know, I either need a revelation or this isn't working. You know, it's more than possible that we could just go talk to God because we love being with God. He is good for our soul and he brings us fruit and knowledge um, and that we're in love with him. I don't think that's out of the ordinary or coincidence or something. I just looked over and saw Matt picking his nose <laughs> and I just wanted to tell everyone, Matt, John, great points. I just I want was everyone to see uh, what I'm dealing with here. I'm over here pouring my heart out, and they're just—it's unbelievable. Dude, I'm listening. I just glanced over and I saw Matt picking his nose. And I looked at him, and we both started like laughing. And I was listening so intently he that was I like, didn't even know what I was doing. He was like sprinkling it into my carpet. <laughs> I was like, "That's sick." Kind of funny though. Yeah, good stuff though, John. Well, I hope that you all at home were paying attention to me. I'm like the gentleman here with me today. I said I was paying attention. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Thank you. One of the other things that we kind of talk about, um, and I feel like, you know, when you say this at first, it's kind of like harsh. Like, you look at it, and, or you hear it, and you're like, oh my gosh, who would do that? But when you really think about it, it's us more often than we'd like to think, is, you know, how often do we grieve I'm with the Lord, and how unjustified is that of us to grieve being alone with the Father? You know, when our alarm goes off, and we think, "Gosh, you know, I'd really rather sleep, but I guess I'll be with God." Or, um, you know, when we get home late, and we're like, "You know, I could really, you know, go to bed, but gosh, I'll be with the Father." Or when we're hanging out with friends, and we know we have to get back and uh, read our Bibles before we go to bed, or something like that, and we think. You know, I'd really rather be with my friends or hanging out or watching a game, but you know, if I have to be with God, I will. Um, I think that's an easier spot to get into than we realize, especially if you're not consistent in the Word and you're not sober-minded. It's easy for Satan to convince us that you know God is just a bore or Satan could um, ruin everything that's fine. Um, but that's obviously not the case, and I think we need to keep sober-minded to keep sure in our hearts that the Holy Spirit is fruitful and beneficial to us and not a burden in any way. I think the first part is definitely a huge danger for our souls and those around us. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of something our friends, Abby and Maddie, said on their podcast. Uh, they said, you'll never regret uh, spending time with the Lord and reading your word. Like You never get into the word or pray and then afterwards be like, man, that just ruined my day. That's just not how it goes. But often, so oftentimes, we just don't get in it anyways. Um, there's this quote, how often do we complain about being lost and yet are consistently avoiding the map? 
that's deep because we do have access to the map. Like the word is our guide. It is God, it says in John. Um, it is something that brings life to us and joy. And it is the key to just growing closer to God and knowing him more. Yet we constantly just choose other things and put over things, other things ahead of just being in the word. I heard a quote in the sermon once, and I'm not going to credit the pastor. You would. I'm I would, just kidding. I would <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, gave a quote. I'm not going to credit the pastor because I remember him saying that he got it from someone else, but I don't remember who it was. But uh, it talked about, you know, if you're asking God, you know, that you feel like you know, where the path is, the only time you have to ask where the path is is when it's off the path. And he talked about, you know, not as much a goal, but a lifestyle. If you just wake up every day and you just think about continually walking with the Lord, and if you just, you know, not to say you'll always have every answer to everything, but if your focus is just loving your neighbor, doing the will of God, he will direct your path. And I think, you know, it's obvious to have some doubt in that, but I think when you live that out, you know, I can talk from my experience, I'm sure that Doug can, but when you're just consistent in word and prayer, um, God is faithful to direct the paths of your feet. Not to say it'll always be everything you want right away, um, but if you're just continually on the path, you'll never have to ask where the path is. Just continually stay consistent in the little things. God will direct you where you need to go. Yeah, and also being on the path doesn't mean that our circumstances are going to get any better. Uh, just because we are in the Word, are in prayer, doing the things that we're talking about, doing the right things, um, that doesn't mean that life is just going to get so much better. Like our circumstances are not going to improve just because we are doing these things. You know, one of the funniest, speaking of that, again, that's kind of funny that when you think about it. A lot of the times in the Bible, the trouble that either the disciples with Jesus or like other people would get into, it would say like they were doing what Jesus told them to do and they got in trouble. So like when they're on the, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, on this, in the story of them being on the boat and the huge storm hits, it says before that that they were going where Jesus called them to go and the storm hit. So obviously, again, um, not to be discouraged, but good to realize that um, the path isn't always to, you know, super happy times or anything like that. You know, sometimes it's, you know, teaching us lessons we need, but, you know, it's much better to be on the path where God has us to than making our own. Yeah, that path isn't always easy, but it's definitely worth it. It certainly, has, it certainly goes over mountains and through valleys. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. 100%. He is with us. That is enough. So personal, we are going to discuss our personal quiet times and just the way that we personally do it. Um, I'll say this again, but there is no right way to spend time with the Lord as long as we're spending time with Him. So what I do, if you've been listening, obviously you know that I make it a priority to do it in the morning uh, before whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, so I'll wake up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely wake up. I just lost my train of thought. But I will wake up, usually make some coffee, um, and just open up the Word. And I usually try to read at least one chapter of the Old Testament and one chapter of the New Testament, uh, whatever that may be. Like right now, I'm in Proverbs, and I'm in James. And uh, I just bought a book that will go through 
uh, it's called A Loving Life, and I really like the author, so I bought it. He goes through the book of Ruth, and so before I read that, I would like to go through Ruth. So I'm also in that. So right now I'm in three different books, which might sound like just super holy or whatever, but that's just not the case. Um, Proverbs and James are both really easy books to read. Um, so, yeah, I try to stay in, in Old Testament and New Testament. Like I said, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just my personal preference. So before I start, I'll usually pray, um, just tell God what's on my heart, and just ask him to soften my heart to his word, and just that I would be receptive uh, to whatever he wants to show me, and just praying and asking for growth. Um, and then once I've read, I'll usually pray again, and honestly, it doesn't take as long as it sounds, so you can definitely incorporate that into your lifestyle. So that is what I personally do. Uh, John, how do you do it? Um, I have, so what I've been doing, and for my fault, you know, one of the things I want to emphasize this year is doing this before noon, because one of the big problems I had last year was consistency in the Word. I'll admit that. Um, I was in the Word a lot, but not on a consistent daily basis. Um, so that was kind of uh, a point of concern last year. But when I, when I do get into it, and what I've done today, and looking to do in the future is I do I don't know if it's uh, called the 15 and 15 method but that's kind of what I do and what it is is every morning I do I set a timer and I'll do 15 minutes in prayer and 15 minutes in the word and what I like to do in prayer is I'll I'm in the book of Psalms and every day I'll go to the next Psalm and I'll read it and then the rest of the 15 minutes I'll kind of pray it not in exactly but about it and I'll think about you know how that incorporates into God and how he sees my life and things of that nature um, and then with the 15 minutes of reading I kind of relate to Doug in the Old Testament New Testament what I'll do is I'll read one old and then the next book I'll read will be the next in the New Testament so right now I'm in first Corinthians um, and then when after I'm done with first Corinthians I'm going to go back and I'll be in Isaiah and then I'll go to second Corinthians and then Ezekiel and so on and so forth so that's kind of how I do it I find 15 and 15 to work well because it's not like like we talked about earlier. It's not like a chapter um, and that's it. It's like you get a little bit of time and you just read whatever you do. And I've had days where that 15 minutes took up 10 verses and I really meditated on them and they spoke a lot to me. And this morning I read two chapters and they, they did plain speaking. So um, <laughs> it just depends on you know the day. But I, I like the time and it would require me to And again, um, you know, if you hear either one of these said or you hear some kind of method and you think it'll work, um, it won't work without your heart being in the right place. Um, mm. You can do whatever you want, but if your heart's not there, then, you know, what's the point? And again, not to say that exactly because I think being in the Word means God speaks to you, so I'm not saying you have to be 100% motivated every day. Um, but if it's not working, um, I don't think it's necessarily the yeah, obviously this podcast is to bring glory to God, but it's also for you guys. Like this was a request to talk about this. So while we have Matt here, this is kind of on the spot, but I'm gonna ask Matt how he does his quiet time, just to give you 
another perspective and maybe something to try out if you like. Yeah, so for me, I would say my quiet time is like there's no consistency and not like in a bad way, but because like with my job, like some days I'm waking up at like six in the morning and I'm like really rushing to get out the door. Um, and then other times I'm waking up at like 7.30 and I'm working from home. So for me, it's like, it looks different throughout the week, depending on what my schedule looks like um, and like what fits my schedule best of like when I can commit and focus more on my time with the Lord. Um, but I think one of the most important things is to make sure that I'm starting with prayer because like John said, if you're not focused and if your heart's not in it, then it could be, it could be more, it just won't be as beneficial for you. So I think to get your heart ready, you have to be in prayer and asking the Lord to prepare you for what he wants to show you in the time that you're going to spend with him. So like, for me, like, I'm always starting off with prayer, whether I'm like in the car or I'm like in my home office. So like the one the one thing I like to ask the Lord every time is that he'll just open my eyes, behold wonderful things from his law. And that's a, a verse in Psalm, I think it's like Psalm 118, 19, or 119, 18, something like that. Um, but here recently, like I found something to be really like helpful for me is to get a study that is structured um, whether that's like in the Bible app or a book you have um, that's just something that helps me be consistent and stay on a good path um, I like being in the Old Testament and the New Testament like both at, one, at the same time like Doug said um, but if I have something that's like really structured it helps me be consistent and keep keep up with it and just like not not check it off to like say that I did it or that I've done it but just to have it there so I can keep up with it and stay on path um, a good one that I'm doing right now is a study on James that's on the Bible app with Francis Chan it's like a 12 day study and it just yeah and it just helps you like it just helps you be accountable to yourself because you you'll see that it's checked off and you'll have the, the like the map for the the uh, days like mapped out for you so you can keep and stay consistent. Thank you for sharing Matthew Mattress Woodrum. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so one verse reading one verse with open ears and an open heart is better than reading many verses without open ears and an open heart. Uh, so like I said, there is no right way to spend time with the Lord. Obviously, Matt, John, and I do our quiet times differently, but the important thing and the thing that we all have in common is that we are seeking God and trying to know Him better in these quiet times. Yeah, maybe the, the last thing we'll say, and I'll say uh, before we kind of close out, is, you know, not to get you know, too upsetting, but this past I think it was two days ago I spoke at the funeral of my grandfather. And one of the things that I always admired about him, he, when he passed away last week, he was 80. And 
I remember every time he would talk to me about, uh, you know, being in the Word, he would always talk about how he keeps seeing new things and how God would keep revealing things to him, like passages that he had literally been reading for 50 years. He would read it again, and God would reveal new things. So don't be, don't ever be intimidated by saying, you know, oh, someone else knows so much, and, you know, if I read, I'll be better, but I'll still be so far. Like, you will read the Bible your whole life, and you still won't understand it all, and God will still be able to reveal things to you. So, you know, not, even, even not having read the whole Bible yet, or not understanding so many passages, there's no reason to be discouraged. God meets you where you are. And even when you're, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old, you know, having read the Bible your whole life or reading the Bible that many years, you know, there's still more to reveal. Um, so don't, I wouldn't, I would never be discouraged by how much you've read in the past. And I would never let that discourage you from, you know, looking into the Bible that way. That is very good, Jonathan. Thank you, Jay. So your time in the Word, time in prayer, Make it a priority. Uh, just draw strength from your quiet time with Jesus. That is the best advice that I can give. And it's so worth it. Uh, this is how we can bring God glory and stand tall. I love incorporating the podcast name into our podcast. This podcasts. is how we can become big for God. This is how we can be large for the Father by doing these things. Amen. So thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll put out another episode soon. Uh, if you made it this far, listening, bless you, and thanks. <laughs> we are taking suggestions. If there's something you want to hear on, let us know. Yeah, like this was a suggestion. The last episode, Pride, was also a suggestion. Uh, just shoot me a text or whatever if you're listening. Odds are you know me because we don't have that many listeners. But we are very grateful for everyone who does listen and just hope that uh, you get something from it and that God would just prune your heart, and you would grow closer to him. So thanks again for listening. Bless you, and we are genuinely praying for you, and we appreciate it. Bless you.